Hello and welcome to Digital Digital Get Down Get Down. We are back with episode 81, if I'm keeping track correctly. First time I think we've ever podcast before noon. You think so? Yeah. Well, we were too tired to podcast last night, which makes us old. Yeah. One of makes one of us old and one of us pregnant. And the fact that we're doing this in a hurry to get to a breastfeeding class. Yes. We've, we've changed a lot since episode one, Drunken Times. I miss the drunken times. That's okay. We'll get back there someday. Maybe. So, I'm going to open, I'm going to like not even wait for the newses segment. Okay. To say that one of the things I have waited for since I was like 10. You're getting too many things. No. First you got His Dark Materials. I know. That's what I'm saying. His Dark Materials, we watched the first episode. Um, I'm in. I wasn't, like, blown away by it, uh-huh. but it was better than the movie for sure, mm-hmm. and I'm in. Like, I think they're doing a good enough job of it that I'm really excited to see how they adapt sure. the rest of it. That was probably, like, number two of on your my most, most wished-for adaptations. Mm-hmm. Tell the people what number one is. Um, the Protector of the Small Quartet. <laughs> Tamara Pierce's <laughs> yes. Tortall series. And, like, this is beyond my wildest dreams because it's the whole Tortall universe TV series. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It is going to happen. It's, has it been on a website other than Deadline.com? Yes. And, like, they're in pre-production or something. Everything's been optioned and everything's in no, pre-production. But pre-production is, could mean anything. But this is a big deal. I honestly actually do believe you because... Uh, Everyone wants a new Game of Thrones? No, just because of how many streaming services there are now, everything is getting made. I will say it here for the people uh-huh. to hear us as witnesses. I will buy whatever fucking streaming service they want if they keep giving me, like, Tortal Expanded Universe. Like all the Maybe that's going to be the new model, is that you're going to subscribe to Heather Plus. Heather Plus, you yeah. think so? Mm-hmm. I am just... I hope they don't <laughs> fuck it up. But the nice thing about Game of Thrones, no matter how poorly it ended, is that people are willing to, like, put money into fantasy type series in the hopes that it will be the new Game of Thrones. Yes. And to that end, uh, Witcher is coming like Christmas Eve or some random date. But Perfect. We'll yeah. be home That's true. with a baby with nothing to Binge do. Binge it, babe. Um, so I'm just really excited and I hope that they do it well. Mm-hmm. And it's I hope it happens. Yeah, I don't need your negativity about it. Okay, be moving on. This is going to be somewhat of a lightning round episode. I don't have my news is organized, so I'm just going to do some rapid fire. Can I do a couple intro things? Yeah, sure. Quick intro what things? else you got? Well, the Disney Plus thing that I was confused about. You were a little bit confused, yeah. Well, Verizon and Xfinity and Comcast are all the same in my head. Yeah. They're the headline the was deceiving. Mm-hmm. Um, but we might get Disney Plus. I think we're going to steal it from a relative is the plan. Okay. Um, I watched Late Night Movie. Yeah. Meh. Where, where did you watch that? Just Home Alone? On Amazon. Okay. When you were gone that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fine. It didn't know whether it wanted to be funny or serious or, like, have a point or not. Uh-huh. Uh, so it struggled a little bit with that. It was fine. Okay. I like Emma Thompson, so. Um, Fleabag. What are these seeds on this table? I don't know. Is it Apple from a seeds? Fruit or vegetable? Pumpkin seeds? Okay. Um, Fleabag. Uh huh. Season one. You did a mini binge. A mini binge. It's only six episodes. Okay. Um, you kept asking me about hot priest. Did you priest. get to the hot priest? That's, that's the not only meme. That's two. the only meme I know. 
It's not until so season two. So then the two. answer would be no. So no. Okay. It was very strange. I do not think you would like it at all. Okay. It was... My best explanation is it's a mix between Dairy Girls and Bridesmaids. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit bridesmaidy in that she, like, owns a cafe that's struggling and she is, like, a mess uh-huh. and has, like, family issues and stuff. It's Dairy Girls and that it's very, like, Britishy, Right. And, like, off-brand oh. humor Britishy. Yeah. It's also, like, there is no fourth wall. It's not even breaking the fourth wall. It's mm-hmm. like there is no fourth wall. Like she talks to the camera and then talks back in the middle of a conversation with someone. She goes back to the camera and makes a face and goes back to the conversation. It's very jarring. Sounds edgy. It's not even a mockumentary. Innovative. It, it's not meant to be a mockumentary. It's just like mm-hmm. you're a character. Uh-huh. Which takes a little bit of getting used to. Sure. Um, and it's just kind of strange and cringy. And then the last episode, I was not ready for it to get really dark and emotional. You didn't think so based on all the awards? Um, I just thought that the awards were just because it was different and edgy with, like, the fourth wall thing and the acting yeah. is pretty... Well, the Emmys were last night. They could be any time. <laughs> I would be, like, probably. One of my new favorite running jokes. Um, we've also been re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because you never... Well, rewatch for me. Yeah, I've never seen these You've seasons. You've never seen all these In seasons. order, at least, for sure. So, you could say that we're getting ready for it to come back in February. Sure. It comes back in February. Uh, yeah. That's, I'm going to let that lead into my bad, one of my bad news is. Okay. The Good Place is ending, which is a good news. That's a bad, good, yep, yeah, got it. Did okay. you hear about the finale, though? No. 90 fucking minutes. Oh, my Lord. They Just are ending with a 90-minute finale. No, like if, a you're, movie. if you're on network TV, you got to stick to the rules of network TV. Like a movie. No. I'm not okay with it. Mike sure get your shit together. Canceling Mike sure. <sighs> um... Other bad news is, mm-hmm. why are all the Christmas movies on in October? This year... This gets... Are you going to rant about Black Friday as well? Do you want to, like, put it all in? I would just lump it all in. Okay. This year, I feel like especially, people have just been very confused about, like, what holiday and what season we're supposed to be in. I hope you as the listeners are still ready for a little bit more fall, because that's the theme of our episode, is we have three... It's true. This is our Halloween episode. <laughs> this is our Halloween episode. Early November. Um, for Veterans Day, basically. <laughs> but I feel like people didn't even wait for Halloween this year. And I no. thought that I was going to be the one this year looking ahead to Christmas, because mm. with the baby coming, like, I have already bought a lot of Christmas presents, and yep. I'm kind of anticipating looking ahead towards the next couple weeks, the next couple months, yep. uh, because there's going to be a big event in our life and we're, and life and we're trying to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. But no, even I'm like, hold up. Yep. Like, there's too much happening. All of the preview to, to countdown to the preview of Christmas countdown all the way in October, all the Hallmark movies started playing like the, all the Christmas movies, November 1st. I think people are realizing and... what I've said for a while, which is that Thanksgiving is a trash holiday. I guess so. Like, October, you can have lead up to to Halloween. Because you have to get ready for your costume and sure. kind of party. So, my latest thing, because we, bought, because we bought a house. We didn't announce it on the podcast. Oh, yet. yeah. We bought a house. It was an accident. A house that's going to be good for hosting Thanksgiving. I am all about finding some weird, atypical Thanksgiving traditions that would actually make it a fun holiday to look forward to. Give us some suggestions, because we're struggling so far. So far, ping pong. Is my only we'll idea. We'll have a nice fire pit at the new house. We could do something with sure. a fire pit. Yeah. It's cold enough in Minnesota. We could do ice skating, maybe. Probably. Go ice skating somewhere. Anyways. Are we going to see Frozen 2 after Thanksgiving this year? Sure. 
see. If you're happy to have contractions in a movie theater. Maybe it'll be so exciting that it'll set me off. Next! Um, the baby shark dance at the baseball. I had that on my list. Uh, if the Nationals... <sighs> we don't need to do a whole wrap-up of the World Series, yeah. but the Astros deserve to lose just because of karma and, um, and by hiring domestic abusers. Um... But I honestly thought that if the Nationals lost, it was going to be because of that dance. And there you go. They lost their three home games. If they had home field advantage, I think they would have lost the series. Yeah. Like, talk about beating a dead old shark to its death. Mm -hmm. That joke needs to pass on. It was like... It was meant to be just like a funny viral video that you move on from like two weeks later mm -hmm. and it has stuck around. Right. I mean, the context is that this, whatever this pinch hitter uh, was struggling and his kids were like, well, use this song as your walk up song. So he did it. But the fact that that turned into in October, having fans wearing shark costumes to the stadium on a, on a hope that this pinch hitter might get an at bat and they might play that song. No. Canceled. And there does not need to be a dance for it. No. I'm over it. Um, my last, like, actual bad news uh -huh. is how racist facial recognition software is. It's a known issue. It's, like, a known issue. It's a but bug. They, I feel like it was a known issue that maybe wasn't necessarily talked about or tested. It was just kind of like, yeah, maybe it's not so good it's at black. It's not perfectly accurate for all people is how it's probably phrased. Yeah, yeah but now they did an actual, uh, like, study on it. Sure. And it matched a bunch of like black college athletes to mugshots that were not anywhere close to what they looked like. Uh huh. So it's like actually racist because when you put it in the database, it took those athletes and we're like, these look like these criminals. Yep. So that just goes to show exactly what I teach my kids that robots are only as smart as the people who code them. That's well put. And therefore any sort of robots or AI are going to have the same biases yep the same thing happened with a study recently about like um a like webmd kind of thing but like a ai doctor mm -hmm. misdiagnosing and like under um underrepresenting female issues and female pain mm -hmm. and like the ai was the same had the same problems as actual doctors yeah because it's made by people with those biases you can't like just because it's a computer doesn't mean the computer doesn't have a bias because whoever codes it accidentally puts that bias into it. I hear you, babe. They need to let you run the world. <sighs> no, that sounds tiring. Okay, is that the end of your list for now? For my bad news is, yeah. Okay. You already did good news, right? That oh. the good place is canceled? Oh, no, I had two quick good news. Do okay. your bad news is... Are no, you... mine aren't organized, so you oh, keep going. My good news is are that Elton John hates the new Lion King, and yeah. that my favorite Marvel character, Korg, will be back. What's a Korg? That's Taika Waititi's oh, character, yeah, yeah, the yeah. big blue guy. He didn't die with everybody else? No. Okay. Um, piss off, ghost. He's going to be hey, back. it's New Doug. <laughs> you do a much, you do a good impression of that. I can do like one-liners of movies apparently in accents, yes. Um, he'll be back in the new Thor movie. Great. So, I'll have to see that one. That's the one with Natalie, that's only Natalie Portman? Or that's Thor, separate? Thor, Love and Thunder? Okay. Unclear. But Natalie Portman is going to be in it, and so is um, Tessa Thompson as the Valkyrie, so right. I'm in. Okay, now I'm done. Okay. Um, first off, show announcement. We're on Spotify now. You, you can are? subscribe. Yes. I did okay. it. I did it for a personal reason, which we'll get to later. We will. Um, Keeping secrets for I've me? been saving this on my list forever. I always forgot to talk about it. 
Uh, I took a book out of the library with an entire amount of <laughs> human hair in it. And I feel like I still have PTSD from it. This is why people don't use libraries and buy new this books. Is why, this is why I should have stuck with my Kindle. Like, me versus me 10 years ago, like, I was all about the Kindle. I would buy a new book every other day, pretty much. And the weird Kindle books that we have. Oh, yeah. Just bizarre. Some really bad ones. Um, just very eclectic. And so... Then I totally shifted my stance, and I started buying books, and I started buying used books, and then I was like, library has used books for free. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm scarred now. Because it's not like this was a clump of hair. This was, like, meticulously placed on every third page. Just one very long strand. I think they were strand. just, like, slowly combing their hair for the entire time they were reading the book. Like, they'd flip the page and this comb their hair. This was The Woman in Cabin 10, which, if it had been, like, a good mystery like murder mystery it could have been like really creepy but instead i just felt like i was probably getting a disease you can get diseases from people's hair okay lice maybe um we talked about baby shark uh deadspin died mm. since the last time we podcasted which i have mixed feelings about but like went out oh yeah like with a vengeance or Absolutely. however you want to say it um so i used to be a lot more into that site and now it was just kind of my go-to for, like, weird sports headlines, basically, partially for this podcast. Um, so I'm upset because I have no fallback because there's either, like, ESPN, which I want nothing to do with, or, like, very... Stats bros, money ball. Yeah, or that, or, like, very neutered, like, sports headlines with, like, no nothing fun or interesting. I think my most fun and interesting news find lately has mm. been City Pages. You have been and really good about that. how snarky they are about different Local things in the shit, cities. Man. Um, so yeah, I've listened to a couple podcasts with, like, the Deadspin people, and they're all, like, still kind of on their high horse, which is fine. Like, they stood up for their journalism ethics, which was, like, let us write dumb stories. So, okay, but, like, you weren't saving the world, I guess is my point. Uh, if, did you actually read any of some of the reasons they had behind it, though? Uh, I listened to the podcast of them talking about okay. it. Okay. I mean, yeah, they got bought out by a company that did not want Deadspin to be Deadspin. But also... They did a lot of shady shit with firing some of the top people and replacing them with, like, white dudes that the yeah. guys were just friends with and right. stuff. So. That stuff had come out earlier. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of reaffirms the fact that uh, newspapers and, like, news agencies will die off on their own unless they're funded by rich people. And when they're funded by rich people, they often go to shit. So it's well, a because you Yeah, because they either need to be funded by people who have an agenda yeah. or... They don't have enough money to pay people to write, and then you Correct. don't have any good content. I was just impressed that, like, they actually did it. I feel like a lot of people, I'm sure everyone has worked at a job where it's like, we could just walk out one day. Like, yeah. it's it's one thing to say that, like, we have the power here. We could all walk out. It's another thing for them to actually do it. Sure. So I'm just impressed that they actually went through with it, because I feel like everyone has had some version of that conversation like if we all just said we weren't going to do this right then we could all change things and then no one ever does because right. no one wants to lose Felt their like job one of or... those like internet protests when they're like i'm going to delete the uber app from my phone and like sure you get a hundred people to do it but when it's like i'm going to cancel my health insurance through my employer and like lose my paycheck like yeah that, that took some balls yeah. so that's what i was impressed by was that they actually followed through and didn't just say yeah oh we're gonna quit because this isn't fair and they were like no we're actually gone like we are we're actually walking out see ya yeah and I'm sure I'm picturing it much more dramatic than it was. Well, yeah, but... a lot of them are, like, virtual employees, so it's a little bit... But still. Okay, random shit I've watched over the last month. Uh, saw Booksmart on a plane, 
accidentally because fucking JetBlue. I was on one where you didn't get to pick your movie. It was what? just movie channels. Mm. And they had Toy Story 4 on. And I was like, I'll just watch that because I'm never going to want to see it otherwise. Yeah. So I sat on the Toy Story 4 channel for a good 20 minutes and it would just loop the starting soon, starting yeah. soon. And I was like, okay, giving up. Flipped over to Booksmart. From the title, forgot which one it was. And then once it started, I was like, oh, this is the female super bad. I wanted to see it. You said it was terrible. Um, Some people who I trust, including one person from Deadspin, claimed it was the best movie they had seen in years, which made me really, really concerned for them. <laughs> um, you don't know what other movies they've seen. True. Yeah, he has a lot of kids, so. <laughs> um, so it was fine. It definitely had some, like, really humorous setups and scenes and lines. But it was trying way too hard to just replicate, replicate, um, super bad, like yeah. almost shot for shot. Like, oh, they're going to get in a car with this person and that person's going to be like, not the kind of person you would expect. Got it. Like Jason Sudeikis is playing like a f really messed up high school principal instead of like, uh, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen playing those messed up cops. Yeah. Um, so those they go shady to, adults. And... They're trying to get to a party that they know about, but they end up at, you know, several different places. So it follows all those beats it does have the wokeness of, like, one of them is uh, a nervous lesbian. Um, but it, I just didn't really buy it that much because, like, the whole premise is they got to senior year of high school and didn't know anybody else in their school because they were such nerds. nerds. Um, but, like, speaking as two people who were, like, kind of nerdy in yeah. middle school and high school, you still know people in your classes. Like, yeah. you talk to people in your classes and, like... Yeah. I don't know. And it's, uh, the other lead is Seth Rogen's, uh, sorry, is, um, Jonah Hill's sister, um, who was in, uh, the Flybird, what's it called? The Flybird? Gerda, Gerda Gerwig one. Ladybird. Oh, okay. Uh, was the friend in that one. So they were Gerda fine. Gerda Gerwig? Is that what you're yeah. talking with? Greta Gerwig? Moving on. Um, Little Mermaid. Give oh, me God. your 15 second take. That? horrifying and use and just pointless i was like mildly excited for it because little mermaid i do not i have not seen very many times we were watching it with one person who knew every shot that was coming up um i watched it a lot when i was little when i was like little little but i, I don't think it's a very good movie it's not great it has decent music because it's alan menken yeah, so it's got classic disney music yeah but the actual storyline's not very good especially as an adult when you're like yeah king triton's right <laughs> yeah um and also just, I just was very scared of Ursula as a child. Sure. And then there was a person that worked at the school that was like a friend of a family friend kind of thing who yeah. reminded me of Ursula, so I was scared of her. Yeah. Anyway. So this was like very strange. I don't, I don't have any sympathy for the people online who are like, it was only like 25% live. Like they were very upfront with the advertising that this was the animated the movie. movie with the songs done in a live studio environment. I just wish it had been like, I wish they tried less hard. I think I would have enjoyed it more if literally a singer just came on and sang the song and then yeah. moved on. They tried to make it overly theatrical. I'm stealing this idea from someone. It was a Super Bowl halftime performance done over two yeah. hours. That's exactly what it was. It was overproduced. There were too many things, too much like weird attempted crowd participation, yes. too many different pseudo stars. Props and weird, yeah. weird costumes. Yeah. And to me, it felt like a bad middle school play production or high school play yeah. production. The Super Bowl thing just resonated with me because I was like, yeah, the thing that I left that 
viewing with was that it was probably pretty fun to be there. Yeah. And be like, John Stamos is up there doing this French song. And to, like, get all these weird props. But just, like, with the Super Bowl, from afar, you're like, if I'm not seeing Jan Jackson's boob, this is just kind of, like, weird. And even that's weird. Extra weird. Poor Jan Jackson. Um, yeah, I did not think it was worth making. I thought they way overproduced it. Yeah. If they had literally just shown the movie and had them come out in like a vaguely mermaid-shaped dress and sing some songs, I think I would have enjoyed that more. Yeah. Because then you lost all the... The whole point of it was supposed to be the songs being done live, but you, you absolutely lost all of the actual singing. Oh, yeah. With the ridiculous... And the audio was shit, too. Yeah. Um, so I saw missed. that this week. I watched American Vandal season one recently, um, sort of as research for a writing project. And Wait, I always said we were going to watch Selena sometime as true. research for that, too. Yeah. I'm still game for that. Okay. Uh, American Vandal was certainly interesting, more different than any other Netflix show I think I've seen. I didn't get it. It was a parody of serial done through a video documentary but i couldn't basically. figure out how much of it was parody and satire and how much of it wasn't and it confused me yeah because it was like there were there were like laugh lines in every episode but there also weren't because they were taking themselves so seriously so it I had a weird tone i didn't like the tone it confused me because i kept being like is this part satire yeah or are they taking i didn't it really seriously? care for the tone i was sort of interested to see what happened and then with the ending i was just kind of like mm, not good enough to make me see what else they do with it yeah um, lost, watched a lot of random Netflix stuff just because we had time to kill. Watched the Between Two Ferns movie, which I didn't plan to, but it was one random recommendation. It bizarre. It was pretty much what I expected and, like, was fine for background. Will Ferrell, like, reprise Mugatu? Pretty much. That was a very astute point. Did I say that when it was on? No. Well I done. I was thinking it while he was, yeah. it. He was, yeah. He was doing a poor man's imitation of one he of his He was doing a toned yeah. down Mugatu. It was probably better than uh, Zoolander 2's Mugatu, actually. <laughs> um, so watch that. Watch Bo Burnham's Netflix special, which was probably the best thing in this list, even though it was so bizarre. But he had some, like, really insightful things to say about Hollywood and celebrity and performing. And he did have a couple, like, swerves that were funny. Yeah. Like, he, he did a good job of, like, um, switching up the punchline on you or doing yeah. the, the unexpected punchline. Yeah. So I was left, like, thinking, like, he's extremely brilliant and probably could be doing more than singing Dear Evan Hansen cover songs or whatever all his music sounded yeah. like, but I was the one who realized he was the sketchy dude from Parks and Rec. Yes. I thought you meant a different sketchy dude from Parks and yeah. Rec. Are you going to tell the people that you are currently holding a new phone? That's the next thing on the list. That was good timing. Okay. Uh, so part of the Spotify push was because I got so frustrated. If Jake still listens to this podcast, he's going to cease doing that starting with this episode. Well, you also got fell into the Black Friday, pre-Black Friday preview deal Yeah, specials. I was planning to do this sometime anyways, but I was, I've been so frustrated with the new iOS update, which I know is like the most typical basic, what's the equivalent of a dude basic bitch, whatever that is, mm -hmm. statement to make. But I literally could not read my email, could not manage my email, could not figure out where shit was. So I was like... My phone is no longer, like, a tool. It's no longer fun to use. It's just become, like, a burden to me. So I was like... <laughs> Your life is so hard. So I was like, I'm going to buy a shitty Android phone when it gets to an affordable price. And I've always hated typing on screen keyboards because I don't even like touching my electronics to begin with. This has been a lifelong struggle for you. Absolutely. Like, what would happen if I touched the screen right now? At this point, it doesn't matter because this laptop is about to die. But so Are you yes. Can I buy a new laptop too? Yeah, a Chromebook. 
I'm not allowed to make any big purchases, you said. That's okay. Um, a Chromebook? That so just yes. makes me think of school. I'm holding a Blackberry, Blackberry Key 2. Um, I didn't even know they still made Blackberries. This is like Blackberry reinvented. Which is just, it's just an Android Did they pay phone you to say with that? a keyboard. It's a very shitty phone. It's a very shitty OS. Are they sponsoring our podcast just but so you could say that? It is, it has my work apps on it and I'm going to be able to type easily for when there's a work issue and that's what my life is at this point. You should have had a work pay for it then. Oh, uh, well they pay for our cell phone bill, so. Okay, I'll take it. Um, okay. Does it I have think a good camera? It has a decent camera still, yeah. Not a great camera. Not a great camera. Okay. Uh, Can I still use your old phone for camera? Yeah, absolutely. It can become your camera phone if you want. Well, when the baby gets here, it'd be yeah. nice to have a good... Because my this is garbage. Yeah. True. Camera-wise. That's a good idea. Uh, weird news of the week. They almost moved friends in, like, season six to Minnesota. They what? were very seriously considering doing it. Why? Because they thought they needed to do a big shake-up that nobody would believe and no one would see coming, and that would be uprooting... First, like, Chandler or someone, like, instead of when he went to Is Tulsa, he was going to go to Tulsa? Minnesota, and then each friend was going to slowly move to Minnesota. What the fuck? Yeah. That it's probably just, a... like, an oral history, like, half-truth, but Or, like, a, an idea thrown out in the writer's room that yeah. nobody actually went with, yeah. but... Okay. You're the one who told me we had to keep that quick, and you had a lot of 25 minutes too. in. Quick advertisement. Book Digits is available on iOS or Android. Just type it into your web browser. Book Digits. Web B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I. <laughs> I got lost in there. GretaGerwig.com. <laughs> B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. Mm -hmm. You can make an account. You can see how you're doing your reading goal. Since we're almost to December. Oh, yeah. I beat my reading goal. I met I was, my reading goal. I was queuing you and you missed in it. In October, I hit it, which is not anywhere near Christmas. So I did really well. And I have read more books than you so far, but still have not hit my reading goal. Okay, moving on. Uh, do you want to talk about one of our books first? Uh, we're doing two graphic novels, am I right? Mm -hmm. And a movie. I think we need to do the movie first. We never agree. And then see how much time we have we left for these graphic agree novels. On which ones to do you first. You want to do the books first? Whatever you want, honey. It's your podcast. Let's talk about the movie. Okay. That we spent six bucks on. Yes. My decision for the money. Donate us $6 to make up for this yeah. movie that we watched. So my tr my idea to watch this movie, mm -hmm. I wanted us to watch some sort of Halloween-y movie. Mm -hmm. and you don't actually watch horror movies, so that really limits the it choices. Does. Last year we did Happy Death Day. Yeah. Because that was... We could have watched Happy Death Day too. That probably would have been mm -hmm. a smarter choice. Next year. Next year. Um, my white guilt made yeah. us... Made me want to watch Us. Who's the director? You always get these Jordan names Peele. wrong. You got it right. You called, you called the other guy Keegan Peel the other day. I call I him Ke I call him <laughs> Keegan Peel. That's like I just combine them into one person because it wasn't Keegan, Keegan Michael and Key. Peele. Yes, Keegan Michael Key and but Jordan Keegan Peele. But Keegan and Peel. That's yeah. was the was their thing, right? Yeah, but in terms of white guilt, probably calling one of them Keegan Peel is bad. But they had a show together, correct? Called Keegan and Peel. Anyways, we saw uh, Get Out. We we talked about it on this podcast. So, people talked about us for a while and then kind of didn't talk about it, and that should yeah. have clued us in yeah. a little bit more than it did. IMDb Shocking has, like, the the most truest uh, movie reviews. If you see their user reviews, like, they spoke honestly about uh, Booksmart and this movie, and I should have checked them out first. Okay, noted. Um, I had just heard from some people that it was worth seeing and it wasn't super horror-y, which is a little bit wrong. Um... It's not super horry. No, it's not. Mm, it's not horry in like a graphic kind of way. No. It's like 
It's a rated creepy. R scary movie. It's yeah. creepy. Yeah. And I, I feel like I should have clarified with people that I don't... Like, I've seen the Saw movies and they don't scare me that much because, uh-huh. like... The actual like, gore doesn't. Hacker movies don't bother me that much. Like, yeah. The gore doesn't bother me. The creepy things that get into your subconscious bother me. Like, yeah. home invasion storylines, I should have known better than to watch yeah. that. That was a poor choice. I still get scared. At night. So yeah, there definitely is a conspiracy among like movie critics because you go on Rotten Tomatoes, not IMDb, and it has like 96% uh, top critic positivity, and that's just physically impossible. Yeah. Um, I guess the the overall theme is that people were too scared to like tell Jordan Peele that he made a big whoopsie with this and should have gone back to the, the editing board or whatever you want to call it. I... And... They are just digging for metaphors that, if they're there, they're too deep in there to... Or not well done enough. Not to, well done enough, yeah. Too subtle. Yeah. Um, I think that this was a scary movie, not mm-hmm. a good movie. That's I, how I felt yeah, about it. I hated the beginning. I didn't like... What was his character in Black Panther? Uh, un, un, mm, mm. You knew Boku, it the other night, in Boku. Boku? Yeah. Um, I did not like him as the nerdy dad. He was just he was just kind of like annoying to me at the beginning. His acting wasn't Mbaku. Mbaku. Yeah. His acting was not Um then I really liked the movie for like maybe ten minutes of screen time. Every time you still say there's a family outside. Yeah, basically like, that line was me. the only time when I was like, Oh shit. When they when when the little kid says that there's and when you a family look outside, outside. I'm like still scared right now thinking about yeah. it. There's that shot of when it's outside and it's in the dark with like yeah. the streetlights backlighting it and it's the four yep. uh, people just standing there and you can't really see them but you just know. Right. And I hadn't seen a trailer in a long, long time. I don't think I ever saw a full trailer. So that, that like really creeped me out. And then I was still on board like when he gets the bat and when they try to call the police, I'm like, what the fuck's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And then once they dart... <clears throat> To the woods and break in the house within like 30 seconds. And I'm like, oh, they're clones or they're doppelgangers? Like, eh, Once she mind. started talking, she lost right. me. I knew they were going to be doppelgangers. But once she, start, once she started talking and trying Poor to do this. Poor Lupita. Trying to do this big backstory. That's what I thought was going to creep me out more. Because all the posters had Lupita Nyong'o like given a look. Like this really scary modeling thing. And I was like, she's going to scare me in the movie. She did not scare me the in the movie. The user reviews I read later were like a lot of a lot of theaters burst out into laughter when she started talking and doing this monologue uh, exposition, which was just absurd, like the flowery language she was using. And then it doesn't, it also doesn't, uh, spoilers, I guess, it also doesn't track with a reveal at the end of the movie. Absolutely not. It doesn't make any sense. Like the reveal at the end of the movie felt like it was thrown in because it didn't actually match up with any of the monologuing by either of the Lupitas. The quote-unquote evil version of Lupita's character has reason to like be angry, maybe even murderous, but her monologue does, like you said, does not track with that at all. Her no. motive there is not her true motive. It makes no, no sense. And then it doesn't make sense what this kind of switcheroo they do at the end. No. Um, my where the movie lost me though, I was fine with that part. I wasn't like you had tuned out at that scared, point. but I hadn't yeah. tuned out. I was just kind of like this part's weird, but I'm still a little freaked out because then they all kind of separate and they're trying to mess with each other and it was a little bit creepy especially with the little kids um where the movie lost me 
The white people, right? The white people that also had doppelgangers. <laughs> Makes no sense. I thought, so the way that they set up the beginning of the movie is Lupita as a little girl yeah. goes into this kind of mirror, mirror house, house. At the carnival or And uh, I'm already afraid of mirrors, thanks to Are You Afraid of the Dark from when I was like eight. Yeah, okay. And it's just like stayed in my subconscious forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so mirrors already freak me out. So that scene, I was like all in scared. She sees herself in a mirror but she sees the back of her own head in the mirror and then the person turns around and it's like a copy of her. Yeah. Uh, so I thought she was the only one with a doppelganger. Yeah. And then like somehow ended up with a doppelganger family because of her sure. experience. Because that's how they set it up. Right. If it was like a parallel universe that got started when she entered that room and then like from there her life was replicated, we're writing a good movie right yes. here. But then when you go to the white people and then they also have doppelgangers and you find out that everyone has a doppelganger and then they go into this whole thing about the tunnels underneath Good lord. The, yeah. The US, I was like, like super like, did we order the right movie when the first the title credits came up and there was just like eight minutes of rabbits and this overlay of text that was like there's parts of the United States that have underground things. And I was like, what What? what new information is this? And why, <laughs> like, it, when that information came up in the movie, I was like, wait a minute, nobody told me there were tunnels. <laughs> like, I didn't care. That, that didn't help at all. No. It was... There are a lot of logical, logistical issues with that whole setup, which we won't spoil the details of because it's just dumb. Uh, but I'll tell you that the rabbits... Um, are a source of nutrition for these doppelgangers. I didn't have a problem with that. No, the problem I have is that they They are also superhuman. They all have scurvy. Yes, and they're all, like, superhuman for no reason. Like, they're not, like, lifting weights down there from what I could tell. They're not injected with steroids. So, for some reason, they all had the abilities of that weird little girl on on that episode of Barry when she's, like, half... Yeah, so um, she jumped on the car. Half and... karate master, half like superhuman. Um, so yeah, they're all they kind of like all like leap miles in the air. I'm exaggerating, but and are very good at murdering people. It's just it makes no sense. I just wish this had been a straight home invasion movie, and if they had stretched out that home invasion part a lot longer. Like, had the family outside, and had the yeah. cops show up, and the family disappeared, and then the cops are like what the hell, and then they leave. Sure, and the and fact the that they're on the water and the boat, like, that could have been used well, and instead it was just, they like... It just seemed like they rushed the best parts of the movie to get to all of this weird exposition and later, like, plot points mm-hmm. that made no sense, and that kind of ruined the other aspects of the movie that actually yeah. worked. Um. So I only heard one spelled-out metaphor that almost made sense. It didn't, like justify all the issues with the movie or anything but here's how it was explained uh the idea is is that it's showing proof that when you remove someone from the lower class and put them in the middle class they will adapt and be fine if you take someone from the middle class and put them in the lower class they will not be fine and so it's an issue of the system, it's not the people individually. So it's a class, it's meant to be a commentary on class issues or social issues? Yeah. I guess I can see that, that like, I don't, I don't know, I yeah. don't even have a thought on it. Yeah. It, That's not the way to tell that story. Like, no. this, I hope this doesn't come off as offensive, but if, if Jordan Peele is making this movie to talk about the plight of poor people or poor black people specifically maybe that they're undereducated 
they're not going to sit through that movie and be like, I feel seen. There's absolutely no way that they'd be like, he gets me. Yeah. Like, that's not the way to do that. And I also just feel like if you wanted to make a difference with his cinema, just having a very good horror movie that stars mostly black people, isn't, isn't that... Isn't that good enough? A pretty good step. Isn't that yeah. a pretty good step right now? Because that's what right. a lot of people were excited about this, about like having horror movies with, you know, different sets of actors and actors that look yeah. more like a lot of the population. I'm obviously not a black know. person, but if I had, if my people had been through some sort of tragedy like slavery or the Holocaust, I wouldn't want every fucking movie made by a director of my ilk to be have a well, slavery narrative. And that's a lot of the complaint, it. right? Is that that like books or movies? Like it's like if you if they're starring black people or by a black person, that they always have to like be about slavery. Like why couldn't this movie have just been a really good, really creepy right. home invasion movie with some sort of like weird magical twist about like you said the the doppelgangers sure. because she went into that weird house thing. Like I thought the House of Mirrors was going to be just like. This creepy magical place. Instead, it nope. was just the entrance to the underground Could have been tunnels any fucking where the mirror. rabbits yeah. live. Right, with an like, escalator. Yeah. Um, take a note from like um, the Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Like that was a. It had black themes in it, I guess, to a certain degree. Like there were the racial and, issues discussed, yeah. but that was just a great movie. And it was like, hey, you can have an African American superhero who's like really fun to watch and is not. Telling me how bad slavery was every every scene. Yeah. Um, my final parting thought is it was the reverse for me of Get Out. Get Out, I was all in... The social commentary. On the social commentary and all of that. And then when it became like a tropey horror, yeah, yeah. horror aspect, I was like, nope, not buying it. And this was just the reverse where I was like really, um, you know... All in on the I couldn't the scary even watch aspects. the home invasion part. I was literally shopping you for were. Ottomans on my iPad because I was too scared to watch it. Plus and, shopping for Ottomans, we got it. And then I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's sufficient. So if what was missing in your life was white people talking about Jordan Peele's us. There you go. You're welcome. Hot takes. Uh, we're going to switch to... Some whiter topics. Different genre. We're going to talk about two different graphic novels that are um, fall or Halloween related. Sure. Stretching um, it a bit, but yeah. Which one do you want to talk about first? I think the one that's actually fall the related. the books. Mm-hmm. Um, pumpkin Rainbow heads? Rowell, popular topic on this. Straight to white Didn't people. we cancel her last episode? She's uh, back again. Um, well, this book, I didn't love this book, so this is not going to be a rah-rah Rainbow <laughs> Rowell segment. Sure. Um. This book didn't really do it for me. It felt very watered down to me. Uh, the... I love that aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Pumpkinheads. It's about two uh, high schoolers that are going off to... This is their last Correct. fall this is their before fall they go job. off to college. Yep. And their fall job is working at a pumpkin patch in mm-hmm. Omaha, which is where she's from. Sure. Uh, and they work at this like giant... It's like a harvest, harvest festival type thing. pumpkin yeah. patch thing where there's like rides and games and a corn maze and oh, all these all different that kind food of stands yeah. and... Um, all that kind of harvesty, yeah, autumny stuff. So it's their last night, the last year that they'll be working here. Yeah, and it's two of them who are like best work friends, right? And it's this kind of quest they go on on the last night. 
Um, to try to get one of them a hookup. Yes. Much. So there's Joe. Oh, well, I was going to say, do we need to go get the Josie? books? Josie? What was the There was a J. Uh, there's a tall white farm boy. <laughs> and then there's like Deja, I think. Yeah. Who's... Uh, African-American, I think. She's a, yeah, she's a black girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Pumpkinhead's book. And... They're trying to get Joe's. Uh, what's what Josiah? What is his name? Is it Josiah? It's definitely Sounds not Josie because right. that's a girl's name. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Have you found it yet? No. So many freaking ads. Um, Give us a Josiah and De- I was right. Josiah and Deja. I was right about go. Deja. Um, so Josiah they're... has a crush on some hot chick who's been working at. The Harvest Festival, but he's never actually talked to. And Deja's like, I'm going to take care of you, boy. And she's like the impulsive one who's like, let's just, he's like employee of the month or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, let's just enjoy it. She's basically Lizzo in a pumpkin patch. Sure. Okay. Good take. Um, nice try. So, <laughs> spoilers, I suppose. But in the end, they realize that what? their love was in front of them all along. And it's really the two of them that should be in a relationship and try and have like a friendship and or more like outside of just their job and outside of yeah, just the I didn't give a shit about the romance but this opened me up to the world of graphic novels which I was I've always been very judgy about I'm on the record for saying the only other graphic novel I think I've read before this and the dressmaker what's that one the prince and the dressmaker yeah was the bible in graphic novel <laughs> format um so yeah I was like well wait I can read a whole book in like an hour and it can like tell me a full story like, my takeaway was all short stories should be done this way. Like, stretch it out to 100 pages, but make it done in very short bites. And this one was just in the perfect sweet spot for me because it was a very closed area, which you know I love. Mm-hmm. Closed. Like, there was a map, but there was a, a easy-to-follow map. Closed physical area, but yeah. also, like, a pretty closed storyline, too. It was yeah. kind of an open and shut Let's go find this chick. We're going to stop here. It was similar to uh, like the super bad kind of type of setup that I was mentioning before where it's like they only have to get to one place, but you realize Series pretty soon in. adventures along yeah, the way. Exactly. Um, I was a little disappointed because I felt like it lacked some substance, and mm-hmm. I know that's why you liked it. Yeah. You were just like, this is a fun, quick read for me yeah. to read. I'm not confused. Yeah. I know who everyone is. <laughs> yeah. I know where everyone is. I can yeah. picture it in my head. <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> I'm not asking for a lot, people. I'm not asking for a lot. Um, was that accurate? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So for you, you were like, oh, that was a fun, quick read. I just read a whole book. Yep. That was great. And I'm not confused. <laughs> for, <laughs> and it's not trying to be anything that it's not. No. There's no servant. She didn't uh, bring up slavery at all. <laughs> Hope not. She's already enough like racial trouble. Can you imagine if she tried to make that like a slave? Oh, rainbow! Slave I was thinking of the black main character, but you're <laughs> underneath the cor- the corn maze is actually a metaphor for the deep south. There, did you know there's tunnels underneath the corn maze? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Can you imagine if that whole thing was just a metaphor for slavery? You should oh. podcast people. It's very therapeutic. <laughs> Uh, I was expecting not a slavery topic, but I was hoping for like a little bit more substance. I think what I liked, oh my gosh, I'm still laughing. I think what I liked about her other books was that 
there was a little bit, it was, there were a little bit deeper of themes or something more other than just what's on the surface of uh -huh. things. So for this one, I was like, oh, it's going to be typical Rainbow Rowell, like storylines that I really get into and really like and characters that I really get into, but there's going to be cool pictures to go along with it. Yeah. I just didn't really care that much about the no, characters. it was clearly a side project by her. Yeah. And I was, I guess my expectations were a little too high from how much I like her other books. Um, so yeah, for me, it was a good thing to read in October. It's not something that I would recommend, you know, wholeheartedly for... But it was cute. The yeah, art was, was fun. cute. It was a cute story. All right. We need to get to the other one. Which, the witch boy is yep. the other one. We had opposite feelings about Are this you one. you a witch child? I really liked Witch Boy mm -hmm. because I thought it did have a little bit more of a message or a little bit more of a story to go along with the graphic novel. It wasn't uh -huh. just, here's an excuse to draw a cute corn maze. That's um, accurate, yep. So I really liked The Witch Boy. The Witch Boy is about uh, a boy who's born into a family of where the, where the men are shapeshifters and the women are witches. Correct. And... It seemed to have some sort of, like, Native American kind of tie-in. Yeah, Like correct. the, um, it was pretty diverse. The characters were all kind of multiracial. Yeah. Um, but it definitely had some, like, Native American spirit animal kind of stuff yeah. going with it, where the men were shapeshifters and had to find, like, their spirit animal, and the women studied to be witches and studied, right. like, women's Medicines, craft, kind of, or, almost. Yeah, yeah, medicines and seeing and yeah. healing and things like that. Except this little boy wants to be a witch. Mm -hmm. So he is, it shows pretty early on that he actually does have some magic in terms of yeah. some of the witch things that the girls are learning, but he keeps getting scolded for trying to learn the girl stuff. So it's kind of like a reverse tomboy story almost. Yeah, where right? he is more interested in the quote unquote girl Right. Ma it's basically magic. like, can boys play with Barbies is the premise. Yeah, yeah. Um, except with more of the magical realm of things. Yeah. So he keeps getting... Uh, punished or scolded because he's not really dedicated to learning the shapeshifting that he's supposed to be learning, like his cousins and his dad and whoever, mm -hmm. and keeps sneaking in to try and learn what the girls are learning and practicing that. Um, and then, of course, there's, uh, I guess more happens in this one because there's yeah a plot, like some of the boy cousins go missing. Correct. And nobody can find them, and then he kind of has some clues, but nobody's listening to him. He actually goes out into the real, the normal world for a little while, which yeah. is kind of interesting. That storyline didn't do it for me it that didn't. much. The side storyline with the friend. Yeah, it didn't totally land. I thought it was interesting to like expand the world a little bit. You know, I'm weary of that in general, but yeah, I thought it was a little bit half done. Like it was kind of nice that they then bring her back, and I think the whole the friend back into the yeah. magic world, and it was. I think the point was mainly for the main character to get a different perspective. Right. And kind it's basically of like a, a muggle storyline, right? It was almost the opposite of a portal fantasy where he's already in the... Correct, He's yeah. already in Reverse the magic portal. world. Yeah. And then he goes out yeah. and sees how the real world really is and meets someone to give him a different perspective. Yeah. And to give him the push that he needs. Um, but it, yeah, it didn't quite mesh mm -hmm. perfectly. But I just really liked it in the end. I thought it was a good story of acceptance. I thought it was... I don't want to say believable because it was obviously a lot of magical aspects. Yeah. But his his development, I thought, was believable in the way that he goes about trying to save his family and how his family eventually like accepts him. Yeah. And even the villain was. I thought they did a decent job building up a a villain backstory in kind of a short graphic novel format. Right. Because it's pretty obvious who the villain is, yeah. even though the characters don't all recognize it which was one issue i had it was like for really smart 
people I thought they should have known, and that's where it felt a little bit more like a middle school. Well, yeah, um, it's definitely it's meant grade. to be a middle okay. grade. So yeah, I was probably grade. too harsh. Um, in terms of the ending, for me, the grandmother is like the matriarch of the society, and at the end, she's like, like very, very neutral about all the issues that were going on. And I was just kind of like, why couldn't she have just settled this at the beginning and been yeah. more accepting of him? I did feel that a little bit. It was kind of like it had to be forced that like he was really not accepted by anyone, even though he had a lot of good people in his family. Yeah, and I think that's... I see both sides of what you're sure. saying. I agree that the grandmother character at the end, all of a sudden she was like, I've accepted you all along. And right. Like, well, where was it at the beginning? He was asking for but, help and stuff, yeah. But also I think it does show that just like that families can be misguided. Sure. And that your family... Doesn't mean that they're evil, it just means that they're, yeah. Yeah, that they might need some time or that, you know, it's worth giving your family a chance even if they've been rude to you. So I thought even though it was a middle grade book, there were some decent metaphors for some like bigger issues. Sure. It has Um, like the same kind of um, feeling for me like the Zombies movie which was just on again last night where it's like... Metaphors are pretty heavy-handed, but if I, when I have a kid, I should say, like, I'm going to be happy to feed them this kind of stuff, where it's like, even if they're only in it for the magic and the comedy or whatever, like, they're going to see, like, oh, this is a normal story. Yeah, they're going to understand the acceptance storyline, that it's okay to be different, or okay to do things that um, some people think are just for girls, or just for boys, or uh, even just seeing lots of diverse characters in this book, like... Yep. I think that is a plus. Um, So yeah, I liked it. And and knowing some of my students, you really got to hit them over the head with things to make them understand it. So I think... I shouldn't judge you I think in terms of it being a middle grade novel, I do struggle with middle grade sometimes because the conclusion does seem really quick or some of the stuff is really overt. But knowing some of the kids that I work with, it's got to be overt. Yeah, fair enough. For them to... For it to actually sink in for them. Yeah. So, I liked Witch Boy. I liked it better than Pumpkinheads. They were very different type of graphic novels. Pumpkinheads was meant to be more of a YA, cute story Mm -hmm. with some cool art. And Witch Boy was meant to be a little bit more of a middle grade story about acceptance and diversity. Mm -hmm. But both of them were nice fall graphic novels. And the way my head has been at lately between the baby and work and the house. Graphic novels are, like, right in the I have to say, yeah, I was leaving uh, for a flight, and I had a huge headache and was not feeling great. And I threw Witch Boy at you. And I was like, ugh. And then on the plane ride, I was like, yep, this was the perfect thing to read. Because you still feel like you're getting a bit of a story. Yeah. But you don't have to concentrate quite as much on it. And yep. it, um, with the pictures, like, there's not as much text on the page. I was going to say, we didn't talk about the art. The art in both is pretty good. I... I don't think I've seen a graphic novel where I don't like the art. Yeah. Like, people, I think, have a lot of strong opinions on the art in different graphic novels. And I'm like, it was art. It was nice. I still love how that fence comic has color by. And I know Elizabeth explained to me what that means. I still have no idea what that means. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. We gotta get going, so let's rattle off some upcoming. I, basically, everything is upcoming, so this segment is, like, no longer useful. It's true. The only one I actually jotted down was that... Disney is rebooting Mighty Ducks for a Disney Plus thing. Um, Darius the Great is getting a film adaptation, supposedly. It's been optioned. (sighs) Just let me have it. Um, Just let you have that that. along with everything else. Um, I know that doesn't mean anything for sure, but I was happy for Adib Karam. Good for him. He gets a little bit of money out of it. He and I are kindred souls on Twitter. Basically Twitter BFFs. Uh, And I really liked that book. 
um, Mulan is getting some sort of prequel middle grade novel. No. Not super excited about it because I read, read Reflection, which they have this like series of behind the Disney characters kind of YA books that are just fiction. Fiction. Okay. It seems like um. It's like a like a biography of Mulan, kind no. of. No, it seems like one of those shitty things where like an author needs money and they're like, "Here's a, a summary. Just write this." Yeah. I don't know how that's what like a that's ghost called. written thing. Almost you're saying. I don't know how to describe it. It just seems like it's like Mulan. What would have happened if she had to go into the underworld to save Shang? Got it. So and they took some notes from an idea and. And just like give it to an yeah. author that has some name recognition, so people will sure. buy it. Uh-huh. Um. So I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of reflection, which is what it was called. It just okay. seemed like it was unnecessary. Like yep. Mulan is fine as it is. So I don't have a lot of high hopes for it. Sure, but I thought it was interesting. It's Keep called Before the Sword. It. Okay. So I feel like I would rather have like a prequel. Of Mulan. I think that's a terrible movie to do a prequel of. But like Mulan only becomes interesting when she's like, "I'm gonna go be a badass." There already is a prequel. The be- I mean, not really, but the beginning of the movie Correct. is like a prelude. So I don't know why else you need a prequel. Mm, okay. Seems a little bit unnecessary, but whatever. Um, speaking of prequels, the yeah, 100. Probably unnecessary ones. The 100, a prequel series. This is what life is like on Earth? I think it's meant to be how they ended up in space. Got it. Could be interesting. The last Could time they ever floated in water. <laughs> what movie was it that... Oh, it was Us. Yeah. That it was like, I've never felt the sun. Yeah. Or just swam in water. And I was like, this is just the 100 <laughs> intro. They just stole this straight up from the 100. Yeah. Um, and the last one I have is mm. a ridiculous Christmas movie. Uh-huh. And did you see the trailer for it the, the night, night before Christmas? Yeah. Oh, I saw a headline, didn't click it. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm absolutely going to watch it. So Knight's Tale done in a Christmas movie? Um, more like The King and Kid Arthur's Court or whatever. Oh, okay. But vice versa. Like, so, I, uh, or um, no, what it's really like is Kate and Leopold. Have you seen that one? No. So. Is that the one where he's an elevator maker? What? No. No. Okay. What movie is that? He's like a time traveler, though, right? In Kate and Leopold. Is there a strong elevator? <laughs> elevator plot line? I don't think so. I haven't seen it in a long time, but he, like, is a uh, man hey, of Hey, the... Google. No, I don't think I have that on. Wait, maybe she does. I don't remember now. Yeah. This is getting very off track. In the point in this movie, a knight from, like, the medieval times, like, somehow time travels to, like, Otis Elevator. I'm right. What? I'm right. It's all about Otis Elevator. He's, like, the creator of Otis Elevator, right? I have no idea what words you're saying. And it's, uh... Doesn't Leopold... Maybe he just... He's scared of elevators? Is that what I'm thinking of? Leopold is... Which... Who time travels, though? Uh... Yeah. There's a strong elevator. I don't believe you. So... Who travels through time? The Duke. Yeah, Leopold travels yeah. through time. And he invents the elevator? He created a design for a permanent... Booyah! Bennett is vindicated. What, what is even happening? Yep. How did this get so off track? Okay. Anyways, it's like that, except he's a knight, and it's at Christmas time, and he appears. Yeah, I'm all in on these. In the last 12 months, as as people know, I've become addicted to Hallmark and Lifetime, so I'm and all in. graphic novels were yep. all about the... Like, the world is shit as it is. Yeah. Let's, let's go me, for the lighter... Give me light. Lighter, bad yeah. movies. Don't confuse me. <laughs> I don't know where everyone is <laughs> and what they're doing. What time they're getting to the festival. <laughs> and only have three sets. That's yeah. it. 
three locations, yeah. nothing else. So we'll watch the night before Christmas sometime. We'll have to do a bad Christmas movie podcast, depending on the baby. Yeah. Well, we're going to be podcasting from the hospital we're room not. very shortly. That would be a good way to, di- to distract me. Yeah. All right, friends. I think we need to go. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye.